are tuned to listener-sponsored radio, WBAI 99.5 FM in New York and on the web at WBAI.org. It's time. Hey, Mike. What'd you think of that? Someone left that on our 212 Gold Bug hotline. This is some guy wrote why he hates us. Oh, we finally got a hate letter. It's called Night Shift Blows. (laughs) It's seldom informative and rarely entertaining. Three and a half hours of cacophonious... Gibberish. That's cacophonous gibberish. And I thought so. <laughs> With no uh, rhyme or reason. Don't go too wild into the mic. Wait, how come he thinks, how come, <laughs> how come he thinks we're on for three and a half hours? got to look it up in the dictionary. Wait, wait, wait obviously you guys have been, been watching the show. Watching the show. What, you've you seen your videos? Yes, you've seen the videos. <laughs> <laughs> so Could I lay some more in? in go ahead. No, no, I got some more. I got some more. It's, uh, it's a clique of seven lonely lo- losers who don't have a the dough to call those party lines. There's the Eddie Albert freak. I'm sorry, Steve, he called you a freak. The not funny Macy. Wow, Macy, did you hear that? And Dawood complaining about his tapes. Rob and his day's pay. And then there's those broads. Those broads give new meaning to the word bimbo. Bimbo. This guy must have been listening a long time during his hate letter. And Sergeant the phony. Sergeant the phony. And Taylor the freak. Without fail, because they're without brains will start to chant night shift or something else equally inane by 5 a.m. because they have nothing to say. Listeners without lives. Hosts without a clue. And then he puts respectfully. So, Bob, give him a little bit of a solo. Give him our retort. Now, what you just heard was an endorsement from a clearly non-fan of the show many, many years ago. So, as you hopefully have been listening to this show for at least this year, you know we've been celebrating the fact that we've been on for 30 years. That's 30 years of Night Shift. And that was, those sound bites that I just played to you were from, oh, at least 25, 27 years ago. From the first iteration of the show with uh, the co-host you heard there, Chris. And I believe that was Byron in the background with him. And there were a number of things we used to do on the show. You know, the theme of the show is that life is like science fiction. And life has been like science fiction since before the show. And we feel that life is even more like science fiction now in the 21st century as we're in the year 2022. Which sounds like science fiction anyway. But just looking back, and we're going to be playing large chunks uh, from two specific shows. One from 20 years ago. It was in 2002. It was a show we did where I did an interview with Christopher Walken and most of the cast from a Steven Spielberg film called Catch Me If You Can. So when you hear that intro, you'll hear segments from my interview with him and that was a show and Joe Masuri was my co-host on that show and I believe Chris was on the phone and then I'm also going to play a show from not quite 20 years ago but also well over 10 years ago with Cousin Kathy who is actually my cousin she used to come on the show sometimes Cousin Kathy 
and cousin Kathy was there with myself and Joe, and we, I think, had a really fun show. But I do want to play an excerpt. There's going back and listening to different pieces of Night Shift. It's it's it is a snapshot of time, and we've been doing some of the same things for a very long time, and. As time progresses and as reality has become more and more like science fiction, you know, there's more and more to cover. But life has always been like science fiction, hence the Lobster Boy segment from over 25 years ago. We have an article we're going to read for you. Brockhead guilty in Lobster Boy slay. Okay, okay. This is from the Daily News. Yeah, yeah this is August, read, I know you read this one. August did you, did you see news? They had a picture of the of the lobster yeah. family. The lobster family. Now I don't yeah, know about this, this is whole a family that's really on. dysfunctional. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Tampa, Florida. Okay, this is life as science. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, for those who never listen to the show, let me explain the concept behind what is happening now. This is a section in the show. All right, shut up. This is a section in the show where we discuss things that are happening in real life. Okay, but they are so surreal that they take on the feel of science fiction. And there are more and more of articles like this. Byron has a two-inch thick file sitting in front of him. Well, I thought he had a two-inch thick I'll circumcision. Stop. No, he's got a thick file sitting in front of him. I have a thick head sitting next to me. But the thick file... We're sitting on a thick head. Stop it. Uh, in this thick file are all these articles that are real things that happened. That sort of, okay, now here we go, Tampa, Florida, rejecting arguments that it was a last resort to protect his mother from abuse. A jury convicted the lobster boy's stepson yesterday of hiring a hitman to kill the claw-handed carnival performer. Harry Glenn Newman, 20, himself a sideshow, human blockhead, sobbed as he was found guilty of first-degree murder and murder conspiracy, which carry a mandatory life sentence without parole for at least 25 years. Newman testified during the week-long trial that the murder-for-hire scheme was the only way to protect his mother, Mary Stiles, from escalating abuse. The two paid a teenage neighbor $1,500 to shoot 55-year-old Grady Stiles Blockhead Jr. twice in the back of the Blockhead two years ago as he watched TV in his trailer. In her trial last month, Stiles claimed she was a battered wife and was convicted of manslaughter. Stiles, 56, faces 7 to 22 years. Christopher Wyatt, the 19-year-old trigger man, is serving 27 years. Now, what is the deal with this whole Blockhead in the Lobster family? What's the deal? I like. I've never even heard of Lobster Boy. This one's freaks on parade. They had, Have you they, heard about Lobster yes, Boy? They had. A, they had a yes. picture. I never heard of them either until I read this. <laughs> and I said, "This has to be read on the air because Blockhead <laughs> kills Lobster Boy." Like, <laughs> no. You remember how the Blockhead guilty and Lobster Boy slay Penguin in Batman Returns? I don't. No, I'm thinking Dick Tracy. No, 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 no. Think about it. The hand, remember the hands on the penguin? Yeah. This guy, Lobster Boy, they have lobster the whole boy family hands, hands like that. Like Danny DeVito yes. and Batman. They had a picture of Absolutely. the whole family sitting there, the Lobster family, and every, I mean, it's the saddest thing you've ever seen. You know, it's just really bizarre. Well, it's just really bizarre. <laughs> Life is And they're happy as clams. I mean, uh, just... Uh, or, or <laughs> lobster <laughs> seafood thing. <laughs> <A> crustacean. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, there it is. Lobster Boy... Found guilty I know. Blockhead yes. slang. Blockhead found guilty in Lobster Boy slang. That was the Lobster Boy segment, and uh, that was from oh, at least 27, 28 years ago, early night shift, early nineties, and that was Chris. And now I'm going to jump to 2002 with a show that was done 
shortly, or just before the film Catch Me If You Can came out. So I have an interview with Christopher Walken in there. And then we'll be back and we'll play an episode featuring Joe Masiri and Cousin Kathy. Here on listener-sponsored radio. Here on Night Shift. I wish they'd hurry up with that transmission. I want to go to bed. I suggest that you uh, reach deep down inside yourself there and try and find something that'll keep you awake just a little while longer because this transmission coming up may just uh, rekindle your will to live. It's not bad. Tasteless, orderless crud. I don't want to get caught in another riot. Get off. I'll charge up the batteries before I go. You'll get a heart attack. You should be so lucky. I pedal this damn thing halfway around the world. I'm getting pretty sick of you. Yes, but you love me. Night shift again. Yes, but you love me. Night shift again. I'll be damn late.
This is Joe Bitarelli from Analyze This and Analyze That. Maybe better known as Jelly. And you are tuned into my favorite spot. Listener-sponsored radio WBAI 99.5 FM. That's the one with the good sound and the deep voice. And don't touch that dial. Or else...
Yesterday, the elevator door opened. We were going down another couple of flights. The elevator door opened. There were like six people in the elevator. And Al Gore walked on the elevator carrying a plate of food. And he was in his shirt sleeves. And uh, there he was standing there. And the door closed. And we're riding down. And he said, uh, he said something nice to me. I said, I said, yeah, you know, it's great to see you. And uh, he was sort of eating with his, you know, take stuff. And then the door opened and we got out. And I thought, <laughs> so interesting. You know, he had a plate of food. I wonder what he was doing. <laughs> checking you out but i hired you for your abilities as a teacher not as a fortune teller now don't give me any argument the ice is gonna break like what made you want to become an actor i i came, became an actor a little bit by accident i've always been in show business i was a show business kid and i was a dancer 
And uh, until I was nearly 30, I, I danced in the shows. And then I got a job. Somebody said, come be in a play. So then I was acting. And uh, I never set out to be an actor. And in fact, I was acting for years before I had any idea what I was doing. You know, I have a, na a dancer's mentality, I think. Which is what? Which is, don't think. Dance. There's, there's a great t-shirt that they used to wear. Shut up and dance, used to say. You know, to me, when, and I'm, when I'm acting, I never know what, what, you know, what the... You know, I hate to say big moments, but, but I don't mean that. But I never really know what's what's important. And what's important in the story uh, can be, you know, for the, the character. It can be something you never even knew was there. You know? And I, I do make the practice of uh, doing takes lots of different ways, funny, sad, thinking that then the editor can cut it up and make it interesting. surreal life is like science fiction versus I'll go on down on the elevator with a salad <laughs> and he talked to me while he was eating as a teacher, not as a fortune teller. Now, don't give me any arguments. The ice is gonna break! 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 Break!
Think about what I'm saying. Think about what I'm doing. Now it's shift. It happens once a week. Good morning, Elena. Hello. Elena. Did you miss so me? So good to see you. I did miss you, Elena. Hello. And Poppy. Hello. Poppy, this is a complete turnaround from last week, Poppy. Well, what happened? Well, you have makeup on now. What, is looking bad? No, you just complete That's what we were talking about. Turn- <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know what you could say? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm just, it was different. You can't <laughs> leave this show early because then you get busted on. I know. I was looking rough. <laughs> well, you're tuned to listen wow, to Sponsor Radio. WBAI. I defended you. Oh, thank you. I needed it. Life I'm is sure. like science fiction. Imagine. Life sounds like the ladies' room right about now. You don't want to go there. So, Joe, what did, what did you think of the Christopher Walken interview? The man is is a, a few brain cells shy of a nursing home. It was a no. surreal salad? experience. What did you say about the salad? Al Gore was Al eating Al Gore salad? was eating a salad in, in an elevator. elevator. Yes. He was, what, what was, was it in a, like a Chinese box? Like, how would you hold a salad uh, you know, in an elevator? That's, I guess, the surreal part. Hey, this is Joe Vitarelli. Did you like the Joe Vitarelli, uh... Did you, did you see analyze this or analyze that? Did you see no. any of these, Elena? Or analyze I didn't see this or that. You didn't see this or that. Did, what about you, Elena? No, I didn't. Elena, do you watch movies? <laughs> Was Elena it on Lifetime? You <laughs> think, Joe, we need to take Elena out. She needs to get out Lifetime more. oxygen She's or... Yeah, y'all never offered to take me out. Hours we should at have a, time. a telephone I'm eating salads in the, in the <laughs> elevator with Al Gore. <laughs> Us Tennesseans know how to go on the move. Well, that's probably why he's not running for president. Hey, wrong. Do you know what happened yesterday? It's the elevator salad. The 
Elevator door open. We were going down another couple of flights. The elevator door open. There were like six people in the elevator. And Al Gore. Man, I'm interviewing him for Catch Me If You Can. You know, like, what has this to do? And he was in his shirt sleeves. You know? But I think life is like science fiction to Christopher Walken. It is. standing there. And the door. Actually, life is its own thing to Christopher Walken. Can I ask, what is being in your shirt sleeves? You know, I did ask him about Joe. Now, you know how Joe Masseri knows everybody. Okay. Joe knows Christopher Walken, but didn't even tell me. Okay. He does. And and I asked him, I said, you know, what do you think of Joe? He's really an interesting guy. <laughs> I've known him for a long time. He used to be a little scary. But now he, to be. He's, he's really mellowed. Oh, he's really? very intelligent. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's, he's lost He's talking it about now. Joe Missouri. Was, was he talking about that time I was, I was uh, actually working on the set of New Rose Hotel and... And supposedly the set was locked down, and you know now New, uh, New Rose was directed by Abel Farrar. The, the, the Which one was directed? New Rose Hotel. New Rose. And uh, him and, and William Defoe were, were in the movie. Willem. Willem, Willem Defoe. Sorry. Willem. And the set was supposed to be locked down, and I'm standing there, and all of a sudden, Willem and Christopher come walking by in 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 their costumes. Okay. And I'm like, hey guys, uh, where are you going? The set's supposed to be locked down. It's like, oh well, uh, Abel ran out of booze, so we got to hit the liquor store. We'll be back. Five. You need anything? Abel ran <laughs> out of booze. I'm Those two you together, know, that's you know, frightening. You know what the weird thing, okay, <laughs> about Christopher Walken, interview Christopher Walken, first of all, you know, he's exactly like you see him in the movie, you know, and in the movies and everything you see, he's got the hair stuck, mm-hmm. stuck up really weird. You know, he's a huge Elvis fan, did you know that? Nah! He even did a one-man show uh, called Him. It was like about Elvis, mm-hmm. a weird thing. But anyway, uh, he's there, and the thing about him, he has this way of saying things where... You know, now keep in mind, this is Catch Me If You Can, okay? Right. This okay. is, you know, you know, everybody's there. Spielberg. Leonardo DiCaprio, mm. Spielberg, Tom Hanks, you know and what I'm saying? Mike Sargent. Uh, well, no, but I'm just saying yes. And Mike Sargent. Mm. Mike and, Sargent. And, and, <laughs> What was that voice, Bobby? And, and so, so you know, so like, and 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 all the 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 people, the the people that are the reporters and journalists are there. You know, they're fielding mm-hmm. questions and very aggressive and everything. When Christopher Walken comes in the room, okay, it's like everybody's sort of in awe. Okay, he Aww. sits down and like nobody's really gonna ask him a question. You know, he sits down and then every time he says something, he pa- and when he pauses, you're not sure if he's finished. <laughs> Or if he's about to say something more, if he's concluded, or he's just he's pausing, just pausing. And, and, he and then he goes on tangents. Yes, of he does. Endings. He's just and and the garlic thing's true. I mean, it's just a whole. What garlic? What are you talking about, garlic? Uh, I'll be playing more of the interview next week. Uh, but he but he, his neck he eats a lot of garlic. And keep so away he, he reeks. Uh, <laughs> he reeks. He, he, I don't wouldn't say he reeks, but he you can reeks. definitely the smell. All it comes out is pores. It doesn't. He does not reek, but he's very much into you garlic. Could squeeze uh-huh. him. I have him talking about it. So well, he's into Elvis. He's he is doing? into Elvis. At any rate, and and next week I'll play my Spielberg. Interview. All right. Okay. I, I know you want to hear that. I do. I'll be home listening to it. And, and we talked about now, how much money did Star Trek make? Because we talked about well, it last week. It, but, it stunko this week. Did it? Oh yeah. They, they, they it was only it open last week. It was right. The first weekend. Which one? It, it was really? like five. Now, you see, this is what I wanted to talk about here: the end of, of Star Trek. I think that that's where we are now, and and I and I in tribute to that, I brought I brought these last week, but I didn't get to play them. I have maybe we should four <laughs> four classic 
Star Trek records. There you go. Okay. Mm. Original stories you for children. Those in last week. Inspired. I know I brought it, but I, I didn't get to play wait. it because we should. I know, yeah. I know. Play them next week for filler. No, I'm going to play them. No. Yeah, but you're not we're here. Down here. No, I know. We have we you have such a packed it. menu tonight. I know. Yeah. I know. Don't we worry. We will stuff. get to Star Trek. I'm not right. playing it right now. Okay. But we will get to Star Trek. At You know you're a funny man. There you go. And and. Looks on everything. Well, there you so, go. So, uh, who's already calling us? Tone, Tone is calling us. I haven't even. Given oh, the denim back. shirt is Hello, hot, Joe. Thank Let you. Yeah, yeah, man. Is this Edwin? Yeah, man. Now, Edwin, what'd you think of that there? Yeah, man, pretty good stuff. Man. Was that surreal? Mm. Yeah, man. Come on. How long have we been talking about? This? I know, I know, I know. I wanted to tell him. I, I, I play sound bites of you every week. I didn't want to say that. Every you know? week, man. That guy should. He should come on the show and co-host tonight. I know he should. He's just. He's just so out there. Yeah. Call like him up. The Maybe time. he'll come down. Maybe he'll come. He's he probably awake. He has he so many like great stories. Crawler. I have mm-hmm. some great Chris Walken. I mean, that's just a, a little yeah, sampling man. of of the Chris Walken. Definitely the man. He's the man. He's the man. He's Chris Walken. He's tell him we have some garlic weirdo. for him. Maybe he'll come down. You know, I have. I have so much of his work. I've seen him in. So many things, bad films, and like you know, he was in he was in Jonathan Demme's first film. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. It was a science fiction film, a Kurt Vonnegut story with him and Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. He had to be like twenty five. Slaughterhouse Five. Made no, 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 no. That's Valerie Bryan. Mm-hmm. This this is some obscure film you never heard of that I actually own, and I only bought it because it's off you know somewhere for like a dollar. It was I have so many weirdo. Chris Walken and Clint Eastwood, I'll buy anything if I see them in there. So. I still think I've seen that. We have what a jam-packed show, you know what? We do. What? what the Susan Sarandon movie with it. Oh, here I've seen we go. that one, see? I've seen it. What? It was Susan on Lifetime. Nope. No. <laughs> Susan Sarandon? Uh, you know, he did a movie, too, about... Uh, now, have you seen uh, Catch Me If You Can yet, Joe? No, I haven't. Uh-huh. I have I have, I have a busy week this week. And, you have a busy week? And, uh, <laughs> you're, very important, you're a very important man, aren't you? These movies are t- going on the back burner this week. Oh, really? I, I can barely afford you cable. Know, it's, it's just a crazy week before the holidays. Oh, 12 dollars a month. Joe family man this cable week. Cable so You know, the couple of studios are having parties. And, oh, you're going to studio parties? Yes. Yeah. Look at Joe. Look at Joe. Oh, all, all excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm putting movies on the back burner. Well, do you send, do you, of do you, do you, do you send Christmas cards out to your film contacts? Do I send Christmas cards out to my film card? No, but do you? I, yes, I do. He doesn't I even send a Christmas card to me. I know. I don't even do the whole Christmas it'll, card It'll thing. be here next week. I know. It'll be here next week. There it'll be a Christmas card here for you. No, it's one of those. So, you get the card? you send Christmas cards out? Yes, I do. Is that, you know, does that make you a better man? No, it doesn't. No, does that make you a better man, Joe? You know, sometimes we forget to say thank you. Okay. To the people that allow us nice, to do what we do. Like, what do you mean? To you, to you talking about the PR people? The PR people. You send Christmas cards to the PR people? I do. Come on, it's the necessary thank you, thank you. that you they have to do in the entertainment bull business. Boogies. <laughs> they should be thanking you, Not everybody you, gets it. Hello? Not everybody Hello. gets it. Yeah, not everybody gets it. Let me tell you something. That's kissing. That's no, not, not thanking. It gets okay, far, because though, you're doing them a favor. Okay, you're doing them a favor. That's pretty good. It does. It gets far, Mike. No, no. Joe, like, you trying uh, to say Joe has class? Mike, no, a, a box of Godiva no. chocolates got me a part on a show. There you Did go. it really? Mm-hmm. A box of Godiva chocolates? Right, well, well, what can they do for me? What does that mean? Like, they'll get me into... Th- no, it's just oh, people screenings? treat you nicer. They think of you. Exactly. They think of me. As they're eating a piece of chocolate. chocolate. All right, so if I send out cards oh, and chocolates... Here comes Wilson and Mike Sargent oh, again. Oh, please, <laughs> 
Wilson, and why you gonna put me in the same sentence with him? No, Wilson, the little ball from that movie. Yes, right. yeah, exactly. He does. He's an excellent actor. He does stuff with Mike here once in a while. Yes, he does. Actually, he's a better silent actor because he's got a problem. Yeah, what's talk. the phone number here? Two one two two zero nine two nine. Now, who are we gonna be speaking to this this evening, morning, Joe? Uh, we're we're going to give if he's still there because we're running a little late. Uh, uh, we're running late. Yes, what, what did you tell him? We call him at twelve thirty. Between twelve thirty and twelve forty-five. Uh, I didn't tell him. Uh, Hello, F. Paul Wilson. Yes. The author of the uh, the Keep that was made into a movie uh, of the original story for the Keep. Yes, the Keep, the novel, like, that, which the was novel. part of, of which is which was the first book in the Adversary series. <laughs> he happens to be a uh, uh, a doctor, mm. physician. Mm. Um, mm. He's written tons of stuff. His his latest most successful series is the Repairman Jack series. Yes. Which is is currently in development. Can I see the seventeen page resume? The seventeen page. <laughs> nah. Can I take a look at that? Look there, at, look uh, at that. that. Unbelievable. Let me see that. His phone number. Uh, who's on the Who's on the phone here with us? Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Who's I'm this? just calling to thank you for. Oh, Evelyn, did Evelyn. you enjoy Evelyn? Evelyn, that's right. For Evelyn our listeners, fabulous. Who took part in the screening last week, even though Joe didn't come. Too bad. Did Joe. you have a good time? <laughs> it was fabulous. It was such a. WBAI slash Pacifica type movie. Of course. Unlike mm -hmm. that, that wind talker thing. Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. Oh, no, I saw that. Killing is part of life. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> it was a very good movie. Very touching. And, of course, Pierce Brosnan was fabulous. Uh, mm. Did you see it yet, Joe? That sounds like a personal no, crush. No, I haven't. See, Joe? See? You, know, you, know you have a crush Joe. on Pierce Brosnan? No. You do? No, do you? Oh, uh, no. Oh. I just think he's a great actor. Yeah. He is, right? A good convincing accent, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Very it was so accent. touching. I cried. You no. cried? <laughs> of course. <You> cried. <laughs> I cried stuff like that. It was really good. He did a, a book called The Lord's Work, Joe. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. did he really? Yes, he did. F. F Paul Wilson. Oh. Implant. Paul Wilson. Yeah, and he's written a bunch of uh, novelizations of movies, too, hasn't he? Oh. Uh, no, he's done some game yes, stuff with uh, Matt yes, Costello. He yes, he did. I, the guy who did the uh, seventh, uh, the 12th hour and the seventh guest. And Excuse me. Well, you got the resume oh, in Video games? Yeah, I'm yes. I'm looking exactly. For he's, he's done some work with, uh, with Matt Costello who did those. You know what the coolest part of that movie was? What? Well, one of the coolest parts. The, the angel rays. That was good. That was nice. Nice was moment. Sweet. Yes, it was good. That was good. So, I like both got to see it, I guess. So, everybody should go to see the movie. What's the movie? The movie you saw, Evelyn. Evelyn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say the title. There you go. Mm -hmm. Evelyn. Opens this Friday from Metro Golden Mayor. Mm, Mike, it yes, sounds it like we were broadcasting from the Bronx Zoo. We were. That music. That was, uh, <laughs> we're a little farther north. <gasps> Sound bites from uh, anyway, Joe's. I'm going to hang up now. Just then hang, hang up now. Thank you. So where did you sit? Where did I sit? Yes, I was searching um, for her rump. Uh, I, was, I was on the first row of behind she that was, she was area there. Me. So. And I saw your your assistant. <laughs> you saw my assistant. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Brought my lovely assistant. Yes. <laughs> and what a lovely assistant. And this is Meal Five 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 Five. You didn't say hello to everybody. I didn't. Well, I saw. I said hello to. The no, people that I'm I saying saw. that everybody here's on the on the air with us. Oh, Elena hello everybody on the air. Hello, hello. Yes, hello. 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 <laughs> So who okay. was with Hello Mike? Hello and good night. Good night. Hey, All wait right. up. Oh, you hung up. Calm yourself. Calm you know what? Mm. You know what, Mike? Calm that was foul. That was not foul. Uh, you, you know, she was going to blow Joe? up the spot. Yes. I want to know who was with. I want to know who Mike was with. Yes, it's on the front page. Does anybody know? No. There it is. Oh. What What did you ask Poppy? Is Poppy talking to 
No, I'm not talking was at Poppy all. Was Poppy talking? Yeah, no. she was. I didn't hear her. <laughs> oh, okay. Hello. Yes. So tell me uh, about how you know F. Paul Wilson. How do I know F. Paul Wilson? Um, I... Dated Met. him in 1980. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. no. Um, there's, a, uh, there's actually a, a convention that's held once a year up in uh, in Rhode Island. It's called Nikon. It's the uh, New England Writers Convention and a bunch of... Nikon. Uh, yes, a mm-hmm. bunch of uh, really good writers show up there. It's, uh, it's not like one of those fan cons or anything like that. And uh, guys like Matt Costello, Stephen King, Richard Matheson, uh, F. Paul Wilson... Um, I'm trying to think who else, who else, who else have been up there. Um, Peter Straub, uh, David Morrell, hmm. lots of fun people hmm. have been up there. And <laughs> How did you get up there, Joe? <laughs> took the train up there. And, <laughs> and what did you eat? Uh, there you go. So the host has left. Where was it held? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> it actually fluctuated between two colleges, Roger Williams, and I forget what the other one was. But uh, sort of feels like the the pilot left the plane, right? It does. Yeah. Who's, it's on autopilot right yeah, now. A little bit, a little bit. So we could take a call. Uh, there's nobody. Okay, on the plane. call me. Uh, I'm really so. lucky. Show. Call us. Yeah, very key. You know what I'm saying? Listener sponsored radio. And this is... 212-209-2900. Here's the part where Mike goes to the bathroom. <laughs> he did something. He ran out of here like this. Like... How does he know? My God. <laughs> so what are you wearing? For me? Ah, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tell us. Tell us. Yeah, I'm wearing these. You know, I just want to... These little... Why? <laughs> yeah. They cover for you. They just keep going. The show keeps going. Doesn't miss a beat. They don't acknowledge the microphone is gone. People could think that I was just quiet for a moment. I never claimed to be a lady or a professional. It's just like, (laughs) Joe, you know when those ads, the personal ads, where it says professional man? Yeah, Yeah, it's not you, Joe. was trying to seduce me, man. Oh, she was trying to seduce you? No, I was asking what he was wearing. Let me, let me, let me. So let's sit back for the poppy Oh, no. No, it was poppy. No, it wasn't me. So what are you wearing? Where'd he go? What happened? More drawers. That's it. Drawers. Drawers. What color? Dresser or uh, <laughs> bureau? Dresser or bureau? <laughs> or bureau. There you go. Dresser or bureau. What Dresser kind of... or thong. So oh. are, they, are they oak or cedar? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I was. You Are they to... clean? That's my question. No, no. Oh. <laughs> I like when that sawdust gets in in you know, oh, okay. certain places. So, Man, so what, think this guy's gonna take calls at this time? Hmm? Think Paul's gonna pick up the phone at this time? We're trying. I hope so. Hopefully. We'll see what happens. We're trying. Life is a beautiful thing. So, uh, right about now, all the people who Heading home, leaving the uh, Bars. Toys is a Russ. <laughs> toys R Us is open. Toys is a Russ. Toys is a Russ next to Toys is a Russ. Next to Kmart and uh, the Kmart's and, and the A's and the P's. So there you go. It's really scary. Do you put your pictures in those cards you sent for Christmas, man? No, I don't. No, that's not a good thing. It's man. not, you know. It really is. That. You, and you've never seen. Uh, well, I'm you not should put them in wearing your drawers. <laughs> wearing your drawers. <laughs> Man, that's not I nice sent some pictures. Man. People sent them back. Yeah. So. <laughs> no way. <laughs> ah. 
think that's so obnoxious when people send those little pictures. Those I send snappy. pictures to my family and they send them back. Exactly. Say la vie, say la guerre. So, Bobby, yo, I guarantee you send me some pictures. I won't send them back, yo. Uh, I hope not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's starting to hurt my ego. Turn to send or written right across my face. Send it to me, uh, <laughs> hang it up right over my bed. Yeah, you better not send it back. She might stalk you. No, oh, no. You know what? I'm, I, it's t- gas is too expensive mm. these days. You know, it's like it's getting boring. What you were just listening to was an episode of Night Shift, or what shall I call this, a rebroadcast of, or an encore presentation of a classic Night Shift episode. Night Shift is the show we're on now, Mondays from 10 p.m. till midnight. I'm Mike Sargent. I'm the host. I've been the host for over 30 years. I've been doing this show for over 30 years with various co-hosts. What you just heard was me in the studio with Joe Masiri and Chris on the phone and some other people joining in. And now you're going to hear it was myself, and this is a different era of Night Shift, the era of Joe Masiri and Elena. Uh, this is post-Byron because it was Chris, then there were multiple hosts, then there was Byron for eight years. Byron went away and Joe Masiri and... Elena came in, and they did that for at least another eight years, and then Chris came back, and then since then, I've been rotating, rotate the co-host. But this was an episode with Joe Masiri and Cousin Kathy, which I think was a fun episode. So take a trip back in time for this encore presentation of a classic episode of Night Shift. They saw something.
there was a, a lot of light. That's all I remember. You're tuned to listener sponsored radio. Now, where are my people? The 70 billion people of Earth, where are they hiding? WBAI. Fascinating. The name of the show Night Shift. Night Shift. How long has it been since you've slept? I don't know. Reputation is more complex than once thought, researchers say. Scientists recreate virus that killed millions and will no doubt kill millions more. Life. Science. Fiction. Night shift. Reportedly found. Rats seem to sigh with relief. Researchers find. Bacteria may have primitive form of intelligence, researchers say. Fascinating. Tool use, a family tradition in Dolphin Clan. New telescope could pick up alien TV signals. Fascinating. Life. Science. Night. second part of the show i i do want to say though that dark hours is excellent excellent really well written no no mike well no paced, it doesn't matter what you well say acted joe Masseri oh, said it was good oh, oh reverend joe has no, spoken no, no, he, i see reverend spoken, joe okay the right reverend the right reverend joe did you know that joe went to theological school 
That's why he knows. That's that's how I got the right reverend, and I'm not just the reverend. Exactly. Well, you tuned to listen to sponsored radio WBAI 99.5 FM. We were talking to what was the director's name? Paul what? Paul Fox. Paul Fox of the Dark Hours. Of the Dark Hours. Is this first feature film? Yes, it is. Excellent. Good work. Good work, Joe. Good find. Uh, there's no conflict of interest here, Joe, is there? No. None. Is there? No. Ow. Is there, Joe? I don't know what that was. That was the conflict of interest, Was, was that an electronic gaseous relief? <laughs> that was an electronic gaseous relief. Okay. Well, you are tuned to listen to Sponsored Radio, and you know the theme of the show is that life is like science fiction. And so, as a result, uh, we have some stories that... Forthwith and so be it will prove that life is. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, life is like science fiction. Uh, Joe, you have a story there? I think there's one story there that particularly stood out to me as a show, as a show, as a story that you would want to cover, Joe. Thank you. Uh, now you never need to stop drinking. All right, talk to me. Fans of nonstop drinking may soon be able to out down on time wasted ordering refills. Out down? Speak to me. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Thanks to a beer coaster that can tell when a glass is empty. The coaster filled with sensors measures the weight of the beer and sends a signal behind the bar when it's time for a refill. Oh, so now here no, I go. All you need is your chip that, like, your, your, your but glass I this starts. This is going to be something like where you, you know, like something where you, you don't would get ingest so and, yeah. and whatever. It's just That's a what? Who thing. Cares? Cares? I can just, look and see if my glass is not full. Well, yeah, Please. but this way the keg party quickly. No, Please. that will never change. That Please. will never change. <laughs> it's the one if the bar's crowded. He'll, he'll, how will he know it's, you know? If you ain't tipping the bartender, it ain't going to change. Matter exactly. Exactly. I understand. You can have all the senses you want so, on that glass. Are you saying that the, the research and money that went into this has been wasted? I want the money that the people who got for the rat sighing thing. The, the what? The story title that you read, that rat sigh. The rat sigh. No, that's not even the best story. The, do you know who won the the uh, Nobel Peace, Peace Prize? I'll be telling I'll be telling you this morning. You'll be blown away. For, for now, which category? Uh, that's a damn good question. What category would this fall under? I couldn't mm. tell you, but I have the stories here for you. Something. Cranberry and oregano make seafood safe to eat. In culinary terms, they're poles apart. One staple of Italian cuisine. Am I right, Joe? Well, it's Arab in many cultures. Okay, well, you're Italian. You're in oregano. Yes, but also Latin American cultures use a lot of oregano, too. Do they? Yes. You sure? Mm Mm-hmm. The other essential accompaniment to roast turkey, but put oregano and cranberries together and you have a potent antibacterial agent that could cut the risk of food poisoning from infected seafood. And then it they went bad. Just throw some oregano and cranberry on it. You'd be fine. Says, uh, wouldn't you be suspect <laughs> getting that dish in the restaurant? Exactly. It's oh, tonight, sir, we have a special, Three, special oregano and cranberry, cranberry. seafood delight. <laughs> okay, it says here. So say Khalidus <laughs> Shetty and his colleagues at the University of Massachusetts. Now, what I want to know is, like, how do you come up with this? Like, because what are you doing? Massachusetts, a big mob town. They got to figure out how to stretch the fish. Stop, Massachusetts and Amherst, who have been experimenting with different. Different ratios of cranberry and oregano. You know, and they got money. They got wearing lab coats. All right, it says extract to kill Vibrio para Hyamilotikus. 
a seafood-dwelling bacterium that can cause two-day bouts of stomach cramps, vomiting, and diarrhea. While both plants are known to contain phenolic... Phenolic, phenolic, sorry, phenolic compounds with antimicrobial activity. Shetty had a hunch that they might be more effective when used in combination. He found that using a 50-50 mixture to coat the cod fillets and shrimps infected with the seafood a la Shetty. That it is. It says with V whatever whateverness was far more effective at killing the bugs than either compounds on its own. Probably because they disrupt different parts of the bacterial cell, lowering the pH with a dash of lactic acid. Is that in any of your yeah, recipes? but it doesn't dash kill them acid. all. It says it, it lowers. It's effective, Joe. Effective. Well, they tell you to they drink cranberry juice if you have an infection, well, there a it urinary is, but, infection. But now so. what you need to do is, is imbibe or smoke uh, some oregano, maybe with a hookah. In a hookah with the cranberry, you can eat anything. Hey, bring it on! Just don't drink the bong water. Yes, I do. But before I say the story... You want to give a shout-out? I do want to give a shout-out. Give that shout-out. Go ahead, Kathy. This was to uh, a gentleman who who helped me when my car got a flat. His name is George. He's from Michael's Towing. He tells me he listens to your show. He listens to the show. In fact, I I proudly said, yes, Mike Sargent's my cousin. And I'm Cousin (laughs) Kathy. And he was like, who? I was like, oh. Yes, well... Doesn't listen that often. No, he doesn't listen that often. He's intermittent. Yeah, so I was like, okay. But, uh, hi, George, if you're listening. What's the, what's the number here? 90, oh, the number here to call in? <laughs> call in. Uh, the station is 99.5 FM. The number to call in if you want to call in and talk about the bacterium is 212-209-2900. Okay, let's see if he's really listening. Yeah. Joe, I like that shirt. It's very lounge. Yes, I was. You look like the. Uh, you know, I was all spruced up for that. I was, you know. Ah, uh, you know. Let's not even talk about tonight's fiasco. It looks like. Is that an kill. Italian word? Fiasco. Yeah, <laughs> it must be. Fiasco. It's a new car. <laughs> a new Plymouth Fiasco. Comes already dented. <laughs> exactly. Rich Corinthian leather. Fiasco. Stained. Stained, stained leather. The fiasco. Stained. Pre-stained. <laughs> Corinthian leather. Fiasco. So, Joe? Yes. Well, Cousin Kathy, you had a story. What's your story, Cousin Kathy? Come on, talk to me, Cousin Kathy. Dork testicles, penguin poop study, win ignobles. There it is. There it is. Ignobles. They made... Okay, read about the dog testicles, okay? okay? And won a Nobel Prize for this. They said ignobles. No, No, it's it's not a real Nobel Prize. Oh. uh, uh, The ignobel prize? Yes. The spoof prizes awarded by Science Humor magazine. Oh, Science Humor magazine. Right. (laughs) We have a sense of humor. Yes, yes. Are presented at a ceremony in Cambridge, Massachusetts, Mm. where the winners must try to explain their work in a minute or less. 
I and one you. of the winners were uh, the inventor of nudicles. Allow your pet to repain, retain his natural look, self-esteem, and aids in trauma associated with neutering. With nudicles. Trauma it's, associated it's, with neutering. I would and, think that it would be traumatic. Yes. No yes. matter whether you're a dog yes. or what. Yeah. Go ahead. It's like nothing ever changed with Miller's been... website. Hey. Why not? Fake dog testicles. Right, right. Okay, all right. You know, imitation, uh, well, not imitation, like artificial dog testicles. Well, you know, at uh, dog shows. Who comes up with that? No, at dog shows, you know, one of the things they check on a dog is the the testicles. They feel the testicles. Oh, stop. Whose job is that to feel the testicles? The judges. The the judges. Mrs. Grumman. Mrs. Grumman. She feels the dog testicles. Mrs. Grumman? No, all of them. Come on. All of them. Yes, because it has to be a right. What, a firm sack? No. No, no a, a right size. If they're too what small, size? What, what What do they measure with a tweezer? Stop, come on, stop. stop. People fondle the. Is that? Come on. Yes, they true. fondle the it's, door. Stop. If you watch it, they do it really quickly, but they do. Check is that the, the people door? like like the people who have the jobs to jerk off the pigs to make the pig? Uh, oh, no. stop. stop it. it is a job. I swear to you. Stop. It. Somebody has that job. And now they have the cat shows, which just was at the. Uh, yes, the cat with the big ears one. Yeah, I saw that. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but they, come on, they don't hold cop in a cat. hold on. Second, now what? How, how do they? What do they put the dog in like a Pilates machine and and make it? Like, how do you fondle the dog's no, testicles? The, the, and like, the dogs what kind of contest is that? Going to the doctor and when he tells you to cough. That's that's just. Too, no, they, they have to be a, like, like a mandatory. And, and you got to go. How many years of school for this? Hello, you're on the air. That is the ugliest cat I ever saw. I know it was pretty ugly cat. Hello, you're on the air. Yes, my brother. Is this Chris? Yo, what's up? You know, Chris, I have to tell you what's bizarre. I was listening. Danny, you remember Danny. Do you remember Danny, Cousin Cassie? You remember Danny. Yes. Danny, the Marine, former teenage listener of, of Night Shift, he made these these Terminator CDs. Man. Terminator Man. He made these CDs of old Night Shift from the, the late 80s, early 90s. He's bootlegging? He's, he's bootlegging again. Make him money but, off but of But he says he, he's, he listens to them like when he's out in the desert in Iraq and everything, you know? And uh, he's in L.A. right now, in California anyway right now. But, but he's been making them, and he's got like 50, 60 hours. Hours of night shift tapes and he makes them on CD. It was it was just I don't even remember doing these shows. I'm your biggest fan. It's da- Danny's the archivist. Chris, I have to say, made me reminisce. I missed you. Really? Yes, I made me miss you. And I then forgot he... what a fool you were. <laughs> really? Well, we, ha- I, we did I, have good chemistry. What a fool! I liked you. <laughs> I loved you. Mike, Mike, Mike. Is this three-hour Frankie, Chris? This is three-hour Frankie, Chris. Hey. Chris, you remember cousin Kathy? Hey. Yeah. She man. remembers the, fr- the fr- three-hour Frankie. Wow, I'm yeah, glad that you guys we had are a bonding. Three-hour Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> that goes right into the one story you gave. What me. story? Which one that is that? Gay men's brains react differently to Mike Sargent's scent. Oh, stop it now! <laughs> Just read what it says. <laughs> Go ahead. Gay men's brains react differently to the male scent. Yeah, that is a story. That's right. Rats seem to sigh with relief. Rats seem to sigh with relief when an unexpected electrical shock fails to come. Like, what, what, what is the criteria for these tests? Scientists train rats to expect a shock after a signal by repeatedly administering a shock after the signal. Like, well, I you know, feel like another ignoble coming you, on. What you do all day, okay? But during part of the training, the researchers also sometimes gave a second signal, which meant the expected shock wouldn't come. Thus, the rats were trained to associate this signal with a reprieve. After the second signal, the researchers found the rats often took a deep breath. 
an act that in humans is correlated with relief. Well, my God, you're sitting there torturing these poor rats, and they <laughs> sigh, and you're like, hey, he sighed. Write that down. It's like, come on. And what does that prove? <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, you know. Rats right. don't like being uh, listen, shocked. I was doing this job for the scientist. Okay, I call him the mad scientist Harlem. I won't name names. But I was doing this printing job for him, right? And he sent me, like, all these images he won on this flyer. I had to do this design for him. And, like, he sends me the images, and I'm, and I'm looking at them. And I'm saying, you know, you want all these cells? And they're like, yes, I isolated them myself. He tells me. <laughs> like, well, uh, yes, you know, he isolated them. So, you know, scientists, they're just happy with what they discovered. It's something new. Nobody knew that. Okay, you know, it's like, yeah, rat side. Did you know that? No. Write that down. You know, so there it is. Yes. Rat side says a deep breath or sigh is a Elite common action of many mammals that provide extra air under ventilated parts of the lungs. Look at this. Yes, break you, it know, down. you know what one of the criteria for any scientific discovery is that you have to be able to reproduce the experiment. Well, they did. It says here, if size can be shown to occur, particularly in conjunction with a specific mood, this might mean a sign that the mood of the mood that they added. The researchers found that rats sighed more than seven times as often during the situation of relief after the second signal than during a situation of fear. They also sighed 20 times as often during the relief between the trials. My God, they were sitting torturing these poor sighing rats all day. How do you go home and like take you know and bounce your kid on your knee after the torture? Those white pink eyed rats. rats. All day. That's, it's, they're, they're... it's crazy. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> Turn up exactly. the juice. What could you Turn say? Turn up the juice. What could you say? You know, basically, I, I pretty much, you know, I, I go through life like that little mouse with its head bobbing, you know, that fell into or jumped into the dog's you know, water bowl and swimming and swimming and swimming, just hoping that somebody comes and saves me and just gives me just one more chance. Hey. Yeah, just like those creatures in Toy Story that get taken in by the claw. What? Is Chris like the migrating geese from Canada? Because, like, you haven't heard from him all summer. Uh, and then I, I saw back. the geese again, like last year. You saw the geese and then Chris called. Chris calls. When you see the geese, well, we want to know what it is. I was waiting for the for the saw annual exactly. release. Hey, listen! Not only that, saw two is coming out, and tomorrow's a saw party. Come down to New York for the saw party. Tomorrow's the saw party. Mm -hmm. The unedited you know for the DVD release. Yes. What's the movie? What's it? What's it? Is it the other one? What's it? Two weeks? The other movie? Oh, uh, so, uh, well, I know. In like at the end of the month, the saw two comes out. Right. You going to that, Joe? You want right, to cover the junket? Yes. You want to cover it for me, or are you going to cover it for yourself? Well, I can do both. You want to do both? I can do both. Well, you tend to listen to Sponsored Radio on WBAI. 99.5. Well, the DVD release, what are they, re-releasing it? Yeah. No, they're releasing it no. uncut. Yeah. The packaging's uncut. cool. Did you see the packaging? The packaging's got, like, the blood. Mm. Like, if you squeeze it, the blood squirts up to the top of the packaging. It's really good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Well, it's... they weren't the first ones to do that. No, no, they did it with the, the, the cell. The cell had the water with the girl behind the thing and, and the and, mouse pad. And then Cat Soup did it, too. Who? Cat Soup. Cat Soup? Oh, you've never seen that. Uh, no, Joe. That is like... Cat Soup. It's, it's, it's Hello Kitty on Ash. Pleasant title. So, all right. Uh, you have a cat. Uh, uh, you have a Kathy. You have a story, Kathy. Kathy, cat. Sure. Cat. Read now, please. Thank you. I have some good ones. I have some good ones. What were you drinking? I, uh, extreme energy shot. No, we mean before, Mike. Uh, extreme energy shot. I smelled yeah, something. Okay. You all smell right. something? Mm -hmm. All right. Mm, as the upper lip. Okay. Yeah, can you see it now? Mike's really Hemingway. <laughs> exactly. Where's my cigar, Put Joe? Put the shotgun down. I gave it to you. Can we smoke in the studio? No. <laughs> Can we smoke in the studio? Wow. 
you get my message, Mike? Uh, yes, I did get your message. Yes, I did. I was going to call you back. I didn't have your number before. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure because I called you like a week ago. Yeah, no, you called me like Thursday, okay? Yeah, and like the check ain't going to bounce this time. Oh, shut up, Joe. Missouri. What are you chewing over there, Joe? Dumb. All right, Kathy, what's your story? We can literally feel the pain of strangers, study finds. Mm, feel the pain of strangers. I've known this for years. Are you serious? Yes, Is Mike, this something I, that I, all I, women know? I feel your pain, Mike. Do you sitting feel over my here. pain? Yeah. That's right. Sitting across from Joe? Yes. It's very painful. Yes. Is, is it just the experience of sitting across from him that's painful? Or? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Where are the rest of the CDs that were in the uh, thing there? Is that the only one? No, the rest of them are in there. You left them in there. Yeah. You go to hell. Go ahead, Cousin Kathy. We feel the pain of strangers. How do they know this? In research that may add perspective to a centuries-old debate whether people are basically altruistic or selfish, scientists have found that witnessing pain in strangers triggers much the same brain activity that goes on when we feel it directly. Mm. That's why so many people have, you know, given money to the tsunami and Katrina because they feel the pain. Oh, That's why Sean Penn was there. Please, please, please. Well, Sean Penn was there with his personal photographer. Well, so hey, why not? Like, get get my pain on film. Oh. <laughs> I'm an actor. Yeah, they have they have plenty Let of his pain on life. film. Please. What? No room service? There it is. Yeah. Oh. So go ahead, Kathy. Some psychologists claim true altruism flows from empathy. True you know, altruism. True altruism flows mm. from empathy. The I.E. I'll get your money if you're a softy. Oh, stop. The Surgeon General warns. All right, we lost Chris. I'm sorry, Chris. Two one two two zero nine two nine hundred. I think he knows. Quack the telephone number. Oh no, that wasn't for Chris. That was oh, for other people. Okay. Quack. Call up and block Chris. He's migrating. Quack. <laughs> The ability to share others' feelings, researchers now claim to have found a biological basis for this capacity. Future studies using similar techniques could determine whether animals have it, they add. They're going to shock some animals and see if the other rats feel feel their pain. If the other rats sigh, (sighs) God, guy's getting his ass shot. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God that's not me. Of course they're sighing. I'd be sighing too. They stopped shocking my ass. I feel sorry every time I'm out on like on a Saturday or Sunday. And, and and the bridal party drives past in the car and you hit him play Here Comes the Bride kind of thing. Oh, stop. I There's a married pain. man. Stop. Now, stop. 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 That's because his wife is sleeping. She doesn't know how she's being dissed at night. She might be up. My poor Joe. Is she good? She up and she'll kick your butt when you come and hit you with that rolling pin. Hello, you're in the air. Can you remember where I am? I remember where you are now. All right, who else is here? Mike. Yeah. Is this Daddy? My God, Danny. Danny been calling me and saying, like, when are you going to have the show? It's not funny anymore. It's just Joe. <laughs> What's going on, Chris? Yo. How you doing? Yo, is your cell phone still working? Yeah, still Let working. them bond for a minute. Uh, Joe, you have a story? Yes, I do. Ah, 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 ah. ah oh, wait, wait, wait. Ah, 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 ah. Okay, go ahead. Reverb's not working too cool for that. I don't know what's up. Nano coating could eliminate foggy windows. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, another another good application for the billions of dollars spent on the research. Talk to me. Is this the nano coating? Foggy windows, mirrors, and lenses are annoying, and in the case of cars, dangerous. Oh, yes. 
Now, some scientists say they may have found a solution. A coating of sub-microscopic glass particles. The permanent transparent coating could be applied to eyeglasses, camera lenses, ski goggles, bathroom mirrors. Now, now let me ask you something about nano-coating, okay? So they're little tiny programmed particles. The coating consists of alternating layers of silicon nanoparticles, basically tiny bits of glass, and a material called polyolylam. Polyoly... What? What is it? Polyolylam. Exactly. He just became a poly Ali. I'm sorry. I'm not dead yet. Exactly. It's called poly Ali. I'm sorry. Poly hydrochloride. Both of which are relatively cheap to make. Can we smoke it? Put no, it in your hookah. But, but, but give Chris a couple of banana peels and I'm mm. sure he'll try. Mm. But it will cost thousands to coat your car. That's right. <laughs> With nanoparticles. The coating. That's right. Nano no fog. No fog nano. And, and what's the story there, though? I mean, like, how many billions did they spend to find this out? doesn't say. The same coating could also be engineered to have anti-reflective properties Uh-oh. that reduce the glare and minimize the light passing through. Wow. Minimize the light passing through nanoparticles on your glass. I'm all for it. My car fogs up like crazy during So you go for the nano... Uh, I'd, I'd nano my car in a minute. And my glasses. Damn. You, you'd be all chipped and nanoed out, please, wouldn't you? Please. Chip, Damn. chip me, chip me oh, and yeah, nano yeah. me. Yeah, no, yeah. no uh, you know what? I saw a whole thing. That's that anti-fog glass. Well... <laughs> No, that's what that is. No, no, no. There's a whole thing, man. This guy spent like his whole life figuring out how to change the properties of glass so it doesn't. A life well spent. Is that like a life well spent? Yeah. Is that like that water that doesn't get wet? That's like the guy with the paintball. Yeah. Did you see the guy with the paintball? Paintballs? No. They they put him in a bath. Has this huge paintball, and every time somebody comes, they paint it and like they sign their name and they paint over it. He's trying huge paintball hanging in his garage. That's kind of like you know. That's insane. What'd you say, Chris? Somebody was telling me in Pennsylvania in July they have this this paintball reenacting of D Day with like thirty five hundred people, and they reenact D Day, and you get to play the Axis or you get to play the Allies. The Allied and the and 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 they're paintballing and they and they get the boats and everything and they land on the why <laughs> and they shoot at each other in paintball why that's what I want to know why, why? Because what's the point of that well because what's the phone number here Kathy Kathy two one two two nine zero two nine hundred if you go they'll like they'll paintball <laughs> Normandy right no, I think you've been drinking more than you have Jesus no, Christ I can see it now Mike goes to those Civil War reenactments and they're like hey yeah, with me and Ted uh, what's his name Mike be running Ted down Turner the hill. Ted Turner <laughs> someone should shoot Ted Turner with a paintball stop yeah I interviewed Ted Turner you know, really? I have a photo of me and Ted Turner. I know. You Turner, I sent that man. to you, right? Me he and Ted Turner. You, he said Me and Ted. He said to you, what did he say to you? Something about, like, I, I actually, I can't say it. Oh, yeah. Stop. <laughs> no, you told me it, and I can't play it on the air. Uh, right? I have it on tape. Me yeah. and Ted Turner. You have to tell me this after the show. I did Ted Turner, and then I did Snoop Dogg, like, in the same month or something. In, like, hey, culture show. Yes, Danny. Mike, when are you coming out here to California? I'll be out there before the end of the year. Trust me. <laughs> 
Shut up, Joe. Uh, Chris. It's like Mike. Give Mike a give him that. Y'all be there in about five years, man. I'll be there, man. You know, it's like, I'm visiting. You know, don't damn it. It's CPT. You know something? Joe discovered something. Somebody told, turned him on to CPT like a month ago. No, now he just, not he a never month heard ago. of it. He never when heard of it. I was down with Creative Unity as when you heard it. Is that when you heard it? What the heck is CPT? Oh, don't lie. No, I have not. Well, then I'm not telling you. No, tell me. Tell me. I don't know. I'm not telling you. Oh, well, you know, I'm hey. going to say he, she keeps a better schedule than some people. No. Uh-oh. Colored people time. Oh, oh, please. Please. No, I, I live my life by that. Are you kidding? There it is. I have one clock. And then the other part. <laughs> CP okay. time. What time we be at? Ten? Is that CP time or regular time? They're labeled, Mike. They're labeled. Not sure. You're labeled. Yeah. All right, uh, cousin <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> yeah, what? You know what I do? I, I put your name right there in a Google website. I, I put Mike Sargent, and then I clicked on uh, pictures, and it has a photo of you. With a big old afro. I know, I know. All right, that was back in my, uh, you know, my. Uh, you got that up, man. I know. Somebody else turned me on. They're like, Mike, I googled you in pictures. Who's that woman? And what's up with the uh, <laughs> Andrew little, Davis? Yeah, I had the little Richard hair going. You know, look, I relaxed my hair back in the nineties. All right, I did it. All right, leave me alone. I had a ponytail too, and it was blonde. Leave me alone. I had relaxed hair and a blonde ponytail. I was. It was a thing I was going through. Shut hey, up, Danny. Uh, have you gone to Iraq yet? I'm leaving him. I don't know when. He'll be going in the beginning of the year. He said. Really? Yeah. Man, you got to be really careful, dude. Are they, giving you advice, a, are, they, are they giving you a tank? <laughs> Do you drive a tank? <laughs> drive a tank and play and blast night shift like exactly. in Kelly's Heroes. Exactly. That's right. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> exactly. Donald Sutherland. Could you just see us like called in? Blasting night shift in Iraq. Could you I see think. us like the FBI showing up here and go, uh, Mike Sergeant Jones, we need to talk to you. You're right. Who is this mystery caller? <laughs> All right, so who else is calling? Let's see. Who else is calling? Hello, you on the air. Mr. Tone. That's Mr. Tone. What's hey, the Chris, phone number you gotta here? You got to give me a call. You got to call me, Chris. Hello, you in the air. Who's that? That's Danny. Hello, you in the air. Michael, Chris, Danny, Joe. Wow. Look hey. at Jeff. This is Chris Taylor. The gang's all here. Remember Jeff. Remember Jeff, man. We can, just, Jersey. we can just leave now. Put <laughs> <laughs> the music up. Letting Jeff and Let's go. Chris do uh, the show. Chris. Chris. Yeah, remember that guy Mike from Jersey used to go Chris Taylor. That was a joke back in the early nineties. Remember that? You know what's amazing? Danny, what's up? The, the shtick that he runs here. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Tony Short. No, no, you're the last person to take. Look at now, he's gonna start to, to no, freak. Joe, you're the last man on night shift. The last, last man, man on night, night shift. shift. That's like a oh, show. The last is, man on night shift. Like, like Vincent Price, the last man, man on, on night shift. There it is. He worked for chaos. Hello, you're on the air. Mike Sargent. Yes. You this, had a blonde ponytail. I, you know, this is back in the day. Okay, back in the day, I had relaxed hair and a blonde ponytail. I had the back of my head dyed blonde too. Did you? When I was a bouncer, yeah. You had a blonde ponytail? Well, I, all around the back, like the edge. Really? Yeah. So well, was it sexy? Well, you know, that's a matter of opinion. Who's that? that I think that's Yvette. Yvette, is that you? Yes. Yvette? Hey, what's up with Cousin Kathy? What's she doing? Cousin Kathy, what are you doing? Do you remember Yvette? 
I, I believe I Of course, she was one of the belly dancers. Right. That's right. Hey, hey. How are you doing, honey? Pretty good, pretty good. I haven't been on for a long time, but I've been working 3 to 11, so I haven't been able to get here. But I was here before Mike today. Yes, you were. Well, I was out with Yvette. Re oh, you were hanging with Yvette. And, oh. and two other lovely ladies. Oh. Yes. Oh. And we have the other lovely lady here, Dale. Are you guys in the car listening? Yes, we, we are so listening to the show. Are you what, you got to wait downstairs? I got to wait downstairs, Chris. <laughs> I bet you do. Take a you number. Know, you got to be careful. Hi. Mike's a switch hitter. Is this Dale? Yes, it is. Hello, Dale. Hello, Mike. Mike's a switch. Dale's going to come on in a month when we do our show on Pilates and uh, sexuality. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pilates, man. She That's owns a Pilates studio. Oh, you do? Oh, then you, you want to make money? I got this girl I work with. Wait a second. That's where do you own does. a Pilates studio? Where? Um, Long Island, East Rockway. East Rockway. Yeah, I met her, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I met Dale. I did. I met you at a, at a up in Woodstock. Woodstock? Yeah, you were in Woodstock. Weren't you? Weren't <laughs> you? No. Now he's trying to do Jonathan Edwards. He doesn't do it well. <laughs> Wait a minute. Somebody, I feel, I feel uh, Woodstock? He's <laughs> 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 away. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> Jonathan Edwards with Let's a lady. Let's play Pilates. You played Pilates in Woodstock. Dale, it's late at night in New York and strange people call. No, I'm glad I'm not one of them. I understand. So, are, have you been listening to the show since you guys have been in the car? I'm <laughs> really following. So yeah. far, it's gone spotify. <laughs> Mike left you. Animals have empathy. You don't need to test on them. Uh, did you hear about the, uh, the artificial dog testicles? Did you miss that part? Oh, that's really interesting. Oh, yeah, we did hear that. The guy won the Nobel Peace Prize for that. You notice that when Chris can't pick up the women, he tries to overmodulate. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he, I'm telling you something. Would you like to play a game? He's, you picked the number two. The game will begin in five seconds. <laughs> he's like a misogynistic radio host. The game will begin. Joe, you picked the number two. Uh, I have another Life is Like Science Fiction story. Dale, I'm going to show you what I mean by Life is Like Science Fiction, okay? Put it back, put it back. Are you listening? Yeah. All right. Drug could scrub horrible memories, researchers say. Wow. A commonly used class of drugs could extinguish the trauma associated with horrific memories, according to a news article in this now, week's this edition. Is a great find. That's right. The findings could help people in, with post-traumatic stress disorder of psychological condition that results from traumas like war or terrorist attacks, researchers said in the oh, journal. With it, with it. It's like, okay, you with that, right? Night Can you see them just start giving you Like mind. every soldier could get this. All right, it says, but some mental health experts are also worried that the treatment could be abused, perhaps by military commanders who want soldiers to become desensitized to terrible attacks. Oh, right. you see the Manchurian Project? Of course, Manchurian Candidate, of course. Now, keep in mind, we have a Marine on the line, Danny, the Marine. But some mental health experts, all right, says here, the drugs are widely known as beta blockers, and they are already widely used as treatments for high blood pressure and heart problems. According to the journal, U.S. psychiatrists claim beta blockers can also interfere with the way the brain stores memories. As mentees administer these drugs at the right time, suggests psychiatrists and sufferers of post stress disorder could snuff out the periods of panic that blight their lives. See, Danny's actually been to Iraq twice. He just <laughs> does not remember. There it is. So what do you think of that, Dale? 
think that's a good sign. You think that's a good thing? You you like if you went through some stress, you'd I mean, want to get the. Anyone that uh, was going to have a heart attack no longer has bad memories. That's true. Drugs act by blocking neurotransmitters. How, how long after the event or before the event or? Uh, it says the idea is timely and controversial. Yeah, short-term memory, long-term memory. Well, memory. it says here. It says, uh, it says according to Nature, research in rats has shown that beta blockers disrupt the process. Maybe they give it to them after they shock What's them. What's it going to take okay, to remove so, the memories? After they shock them, and then they after go, they ah, yeah. more cheese, please. Okay. What do they do? No, it says here, it says, according to Nature, research in rats has shown that beta blockers disrupt the process in which brains put a memory back into storage. Well, the rats, they sigh. One more time. You see, Mike's a switch The sighing rat. Uh oh, somebody's coming in with a message for us. Yes. What is that? You get to go an hour over. <laughs> you go an hour over? Yes. Pitch, pitch, and pitch again. What are we pitching? I don't know. We, we, we have nothing to pitch. We're, we're not supposed to pitch tonight. Well, I wasn't told. What am I pitching? See, I wasn't told anything about pitching. I can pitch the fact that life is like science fiction. If you listen to WBAI, you'll find out about it. Are there people here taking pledges? Are you serious? That we're in the middle of a pledge? Look at that, Joe. Did you know? Nope. I didn't know that the pledge had already started. This is like some kind of so weird there it is. Dream, it is sort like of a weird dream. dream. I'm in a dream. I'm at the station, and WBAI is we're pitching all the time. We're always pitching. It stands for WBAI means we beg at intervals. And we name. Always pitching. We need your money. Dale. Dale. Dale, are you still there? I think they're gone. I think we lost them. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> what did I do? I didn't do nothing. Exactly. Anyway, it says here that the group of New York-based psychiatrists, including Margaret Altimus of the Cornell University, has reposed some of the rat results in humans and plan to submit their findings for publication in a research journal. What do you think of that? What do you think of that, Joe? I think I, those rats need that medication. I don't know. I don't remember. Bad. <laughs> it's working. It is working. How much is it going to take to re- remove the memories of my first wife? Well, that's like oh. that movie. Did you see Eternal, uh, Spot- Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Yeah, I love that. Did- you like that movie? I thought it was a brilliant film. I thought it was really? Brilliant. I really did. You didn't like it? I thought it was okay. Oh, come on. It was a brilliant film. It was, no, it was kind of annoying. The acting was a little annoying a little bit. A little well, bit. I'd say Kate was pushing Jess a little bit. But yeah. I really liked uh, Jim Carrey. Really? Did you like Jim Carrey in that movie? I love uh, that movie. But you know what? A, a movie that wasn't as good, but is sort of the same premise? What? Paycheck with Ben Affleck. Yeah, well, you know, Paycheck was one of those movies that should have worked, but it didn't. Yeah. John yeah. Woo. Yes. You know, Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck. Joe? So what are we pitching? Uh, you know, I don't know. Pitch the fact that this is WBAI and... You should support it. Send money. Send money. It's kind of like pledge your support and become a member. Two one two two zero nine two nine five zero. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. That must be the pledge. And but I was listening to a encore presentation of a past episode of Night Shift. If you're enjoying this, if you're enjoying the camaraderie, the conversation, the music, this was a show from twenty years ago, and hopefully, you're still enjoying it. 
As we're celebrating our 30th anniversary, we're asking you now to make a pledge for $30 in the name of Night Shift. Call right now, 212-209-2950. That's 212-209-2950. Or if you don't want to pick up a phone, you want to just continue. If you're listening online at WBAI.org, then you can just go online to WBAI.org. There are a bunch of ways to pledge right there on the front of the site, or you can go to our pledging site, which is give the number to WBAI.org. You put in night shift and you can make a pledge. There's still some DGMs in there you can get, which is some of the type of music you hear in the background. $30 pledge right now, 30 years of night shift. Make that pledge right now, 212-209-2950. And we'll continue. When you shine, you know how I feel. Send out the pine, you know how I feel. Out here, get ready to go out. How long you been in LA? Uh, 
say those who enjoy listening to Night Shift that you should join WBAI you should, and it. become a member and pledge your support. Uh, there are listeners here who have come to volunteer their time to answer the phones. The phone number to pledge is 212-209-2950. For a $50 pledge, you become a member of WBAI, which now, if you go to the website, you can hear any of your favorite programs. You can hear them any time of the week, So, and you can discover programs you've never listened to. Yes. So WBAI.org, you can go and listen to the station in its entirety. All shows are up for at least two weeks, and some for longer than that. But you should call 212-209-2950. Pledge your support to WBAI, because that's where Night Shift is. Yes, the Night Shift. <laughs> I point to Joe, he goes, yes. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be Britain. Neither did I. Neither did I. Do you have any uh, more stories, Joe? Uh, Pathological liars found to have brain abnormalities. Chris, this is for you, babe. Chris, this is for you, babe. A study has found brain abnormalities in people who habitually lie, cheat, and manipulate others. (laughs) (laughs) Previous research has shown that when normal people lie... There is a heightened activity in the prefrontal cortex, a brain area that enables most people to feel remorse or learn moral behavior. However, in Chris Taylor, this new study showed that the same brain area just behind the the forehead exhibits structural differences among pathological liars, said the researchers. Mm. Is that why his head's shaped so funny? Stop. (laughs) No, it is. The study led by Yelling Yang... And, Yiling, yeah, and yeah. Adrian Rain of the University and Rain. Yeah, of University of Southern California appears in the October issue of British Journal of Psychiatry. Psychologist tests and interviews placed twelve in the category of people who had a history of repeated lying. Eleven men and one woman. I thought the one woman. I thought it might be reversed. That's true. So the more men are pathological liars than women? I guess so. 16 who have... Interesting. 11 to 1. That's why the term con men was for... Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Cousin Kathy. Who invited her to this party, by the way? What's that? You! (laughs) She's got to speak for the women. Pathological liars can't always tell the truth from falsehood and contradict themselves in an interview. Why? My wife, Morgan Fairchild... They are manipulative, and they admit they prey on people. They are very brazen in terms of their manner, but very cool when talking about this. Mm. Brazen. Uh, You know, I've known some pathological liars in my time. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll be there in five minutes. Yeah. And who would they be, Mike? (laughs) I am not naming names. That's another show on WBAI, Naming Names. Naming Names, exactly. Naming Names. 
<laughs> Tune in this week, and Mike will be on Naming Names. Naming Names. Mike is like one of the greatest actors I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, shut your... No, you are, Faster man. Faster and One of the greatest actors ever, Michael Sargent. Have you totally irradiated Chris's brain now? Yes, I did. Chris, take that. Okay. Whoa. Uh, did global warming power Katrina? Hell yeah. Cousin Kathy, do you have another story? That's like... I have a story. You don't have to no, even... read your story. That. I actually am out of stories. Okay. I'm going to the bathroom. What'd you say, Danny? I'm going to the bathroom. You're going to the bathroom? Yeah. The, the bathroom. Bar. Oh, to the bar. Do they serve anything bring better the than Budweiser or Coors Bring the phone with you and meet women. Let me say, you meet women, you go, hey, you want to be on the air? And you just call. It well, works. How long are you going to be on? You're not going to be on that long. Uh, you no, know, I don't know. We're either going to be on for 10 more minutes or another hour. I don't know. You're going to be on for another hour. We'll know soon. Will Robinson, please get away from the door. Did global warming power Katrina? A study to be published tomorrow and today... Uh, this was already been published, actually. Danny, Danny just hang up. Danny just went to the bar. He's going to call. Danny's like, I got bar. time for you people. I'm hanging up. There it is. It says new evidence linking giant hurricanes, which devastated the Gulf of Mexico, to rising ocean temperatures. The researchers added. The pr- pr- researchers added. That, the researchers added, provides new reason to study whether global warming is making hurricanes stronger, as some suspect. The evidence to date, while intriguing, doesn't prove the case. This partly because studies so far only include a few decades worth of data, which isn't enough. It's also because scientists lack a detailed explanation of how... You know, global warming would cause the hurricane trends seen so far. <laughs> you know, that's like saying, when you half read the article, and that's how, and we're on to the next story. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like that's like going and 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 being in a boat, and there's water in the bottom in the boat, and it's like, well, you know, there is bottom in the bottom of the boat, and we could be sinking, but also the refrigerator could be on the whack and. Well, we really don't know. We we have to go investigate this. <laughs> but we can't really we can't really yeah, tell. Because but we're not going to so begin bailing. We're, we're not going to so, begin bailing and yet. until we know for sure. So what happens? They ask Joe, like, so Joe, what's your opinion on global warming? He's like, oh, maybe the refrigerator's on the whack. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, all, all the um, evangelical Christians on CNN today were blaming it on the end of days, on, on Jesus, on God. As they filled up their uh, oh, SUVs. Listen, it's the time. You're right. It's the time of the. It's it is the end of days. Hey, you know what though? I gotta tell you. Um, what was it about a month and a half ago? Like I, you know, I went to bed and I woke up and it was like gas was like, was gas was like two fifty eight, and then like. I went like the next day it was like three sixty five. Yeah, listen, that's exactly the way it is. You know what I'm saying? So all I know is whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen really fast. So. It is happening. Listen, first of all, you know why uh, all this craziness is happening with oil prices. It has nothing to do with Iraq. It doesn't have to do with the global warming. It doesn't have to do with with uh, Katrina. It's the fact that oil is on the way out. And this is the last hurrah. They're trying to get as much We're as they can. It. We're in the last hurrah. We're in the last hurrah. They have to make their money now. If you're an oil man, you got to make your money. They have to make their money out. while Bush is in office. That's and right. all his, his oil correct. buddies can make their cash. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's that's the deal. I mean, any, everybody knows that. Because after that, it's fuel will be a free over. thing for all. That's it. Well, because there'll be alternative sources. Alcohol and there you go. You can drink it or you can heat your home. Do you think that's what's going to happen? 
I think that that's clearly what's going to happen. Of no. course, other countries are already switching no, to no, alternate no, no, sources. No, All right, no, you tell no, me what no, you no, think is no, going to no. happen. No, you want to know what's happened? Talk to me. You want to know why oil is the way it is and why every price is the way they are? Listen, the flock is, is heading for the south. Okay, here it is. I'll give it to you in, in, in 10 seconds. Saddam Hussein was selling so much black market oil, he was helping everybody. He was selling so much black market oil, they could never get the oil price up. So it took about two or three years, so now all that black market oil that he was selling is all gone. All the countries were stockpiling all that oil. They were getting it for like $15 a barrel, $10 a barrel. That's what all that cash was all about. So they went in, so, so he was actually doing us all a favor. Anybody wants to slice it up, that's why they could never get it up. So now the demand is exactly the same the demand's always been. Now there's just no more oil. That's, no more oil you see, that's a bill of goods. There's plenty of oil. And we have surplus to no. last us another 75 that's years. That's what it is. I'm telling you. All right, I know. It is. Chris, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Profit okay. or crackpot? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you know, you're here to hear first, okay? Life is like science fiction, okay? The flock is right leaving. Like, is. you'll see. It'll be a little bit there in the news. Red blood cells fitted with artificial tails. They may look like sperm swimming backwards, but red blood cells have become the first living cells to be fitted with an artificial tail. Okay. Next, exactly. Okay, it says that the tail whips back and forth as the cell moves at a cool six no, micrometers okay. per second, about ten times as slow as a sperm. The secret to the cell's motion lies in the composition of the tail, a filament of tiny magnetic beads held rigidly together by strands of DNA. Why am I tailing my blood cells? Okay. To what it, end does this achieve? Well, it says here, in theory, the filaments could be attached to any cell. But it will be far in the future before medical applications emerge. He can do it. He doesn't he know do what it. he can. What the point of putting a tail on a red cell is yet? Well, I could see if you had like nano tugboats, and then like you were hemorrhaging, and you needed to get platelets or something. Well, there it is. An there it is. Right Call away, him up. But, Call him up. He's ready. But these narrow-minded Neanderthals who want to go and play God, I say a pox on them. What's the phone number here, Cousin Kathy? 212 Is it 209? Sorry, 209. 2900. Here's my Ice Station Zebra story, Kathy. You can read the Ice Station Zebra story. Oh, I can't wait. And like a novel. Alistair McLean novel. This is funny. This is Alistair McLean's story. Go ahead. Ice scanning satellite crashes into North Pole. There it is. A European Space Rock Agency Hudson satellite stop, intended to make precise measurements Who's of the Earth's fix the ice exactly. was destroyed on Saturday after a failure of its launch vehicle. The Russian-built launcher carrying the 711 kilogram cryosat blast. <laughs> yeah, right. Russian 711. <laughs> Blasted off at 15:02 GMT on Saturday on the Plesetsk. Cosmodrome in northwest Russia, but the satellite did not go into orbit because of dysfunction in the final stage," said Verstappen, someone Russian. Yeah, there you go. Spokesman for the Russian space agency. Exactly. I'm not going to twist my tongue into a knot. For the commies, I'm not going to. The rocket launcher used. But your theory makes no sense. <laughs> well, excuse me, Professor. <laughs> That's so bad. 
Sized camera gets to grips with your gut. <laughs> well, it sounds like the stuff of nightmares, but a robot that crawls around inside your gut, anchoring itself by biting into the walls of your intestine. Biting into the walls of your intestine. A robot. Yes. Camera. Yes. That's, guided by who? That's not just those guys. Dr. Fox. Pinching your butt. That's also Damn. known as a tapeworm. Stop. Yes. There's a robotic tapeworm. Go yes. ahead. But the researchers behind a new take on the camera in a pill 
claim its ability to move and stop on command will give doctors greater control over the images it takes, allowing them to focus on particular areas of concern. The research is behind. Exactly. <laughs> stop. stop. That's what he said. He said the research is behind. Thank you. What'd they say? Existing camera capsules designed to take images of the intestine cannot be controlled externally. You know, when I get up in the morning, I have problems controlling things externally. I'm sure you do. So they simply drift through the gut along with everything else. It's like watching the view from a train window. Stop. Says the bots developer. Ariana. What do you do? Manikowski. Of the St. Anne School of Advanced Studies in Pisa, Italy. Oh, well, there it is. Yeah, it's that, Italian, isn't it, Joe? I if graduated from the St. Anne School. If you see something <laughs> of interest, there's no way to turn back and get a better look. Why? Because exactly. it's just got to keep going? Oh, so you're behind. saying this is an improvement yeah. over that. Right. Where the ones that just right. pass through you, they just take whatever they do as they go through you. Exactly. Right. Now like they can by. stop. And grab the wall of your stomach and yeah. take a few more shots. Right, right, right. Well, there it is. That's exactly what I'd like. The radio-controlled crawling capsule has six legs, each with tiny hooks on the end. Damn. Wasn't this a Gene Simmons movie? Hey, that's right. Yeah, run away. <laughs> run away. Run right. away. Dumb selling. Yeah. I watch it every time it comes on. Yeah. It's such a bad movie. Good score. I love it. Jerry Goldsmith did the score. I love that movie. Yeah. Run silent, run deep. Listen, leave your bowels out of this. Stop. <laughs> That's Mike's favorite. That's Mike's favorite. You know, I've never seen that uh, submarine movie. Run Silent, Run Deep? No, I've always heard it was good. I've never I seen it. I watched it twice. Robert it Wise it's directed okay. it. It's okay. Isn't that uh, Clark Gable, Clark like Gable, at the Bert end of his career? Burt Lancaster. One of the classic like submarine movies ever done. Kind of like Burt Lancaster. Crimson Tide was a feeble attempt to remake that movie. It was? That's exactly what. Cree is exactly correct. Crimson Tide was a remake of the same movie. You know what's funny? Crimson you know, Tide was a pretty good movie, though. Crimson Tide was good. I liked it. She Kathy, like, you know, she likes the Denzel. No, no, no. No, my man, my favorite American actor, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's the man. Hackman's the man. She likes ugly men. Stop. Hackman's a great actor. Come on. No, I'm sure he is. He's a great actor. He's an ugly man. He's an ugly man. Come on. Well, no, he's not a good-looking man. Man. He's comely. No, no, my two favorite actors, Gene Hackman and Michael Caine. There you Michael go. Caine's another Michael great Caine, actor. A Brit with great bad actor. teeth. Come on, he's a great actor. An ugly American and a Brit with bad teeth. You know something, Joe? You know, you you need to stop hating. Yeah, everybody knows Joe for his crest smile. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. I am, I'm not an actor. At least Joe's like, but I'm at least I'm not British. I'm not an actor. I'm not before the camera practicing my craft. The craft, crafty. Your crafty Boy. craft. You know, she focused on that and didn't say that I was ugly. No, no she didn't say she just said that your teeth were brighter. Than, uh, you know Don't something, though? Uh, you know who Chris? they want me to interview? Chris? What? Too bad you can't whiten and brighten your mentality. Ooh. Anyway. Ooh. 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 They, they, they want me to interview Chris Sarandon. Chris, he's got a new movie, Loggerheads Out. Yeah. Oh, and okay. I just think of like, I That's just the one with saw Jared him. Jared Leto and... I think so. I'm not sure. It's I know he's in it. Or Kip Bardu is in it. Yeah, Jarhead. No, that's Jarhead. That's uh, Jimmy Fox. Oh. No, um, Loggerheads. I, I, I don't know who's in it. I haven't, I haven't seen the film yet, but they're screening tomorrow. Have you seen Jarhead? But I, I, have to, I just saw him in uh, The Sentinel, which I had never seen before. And I remember him from Fright Night. 
So it's like I equate Chris oh, Sarandon gotta, with gotta, horror oh, movies. Oh, I gotta let the you know. The original Sentinel. The original Sentinel. That, that, that's one of the... the ambulance. Uh, I've never seen that. It's a horror movie about an ambulance. And Chris Sarandon's in yes. it? No, stop. Yes. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, horror you want to interview him? So uh, The only other good horror movie he was in was uh, Fright Night. That's what I just said. I love Fright, Fright Night. Night. I love Fright no, Night. No, no, no. The anybody Sentinel. Anybody on this show? We're listening Sentinel. to you. Sentinel. That's a great horror movie. I've never seen it. It's a good movie. They're remaking it now. When they open that door and those things start coming out, Stop. Dick Smith. Stop And what did you say the scandal was that there was real freaks and not yeah, makeup? Yeah, a lot of them were real freaks. That's right. That's right. They, they well, the need... real freaks came in. I'm Mike Sargent. You've been listening to a classic episode of Night Shift. Here we're celebrating the fact that Night Shift has been on for 30 years. If you've been enjoying the show, of course, I'm going to ask you to make a pledge. I'm going to ask you to join. I'm going to ask you to pledge $30. It'd be great if you could pledge $30 because we've been on for 30 years. Pledge it and become a WBAI buddy at $30 a month. That would be fantastic as far as I'm concerned. Or you can just pledge $30. Just pledge right now. You can call 212-209-2950. That's 212-209-2950. Or you can go online to WBAI.org. And there are a bunch of ways for you right there online. You just click how to donate and you can donate. To listener-sponsored radio, WBAI 99.5 FM in New York and on the web at WBAI.org. I'm Mike Sargent. This has been Night Shift, and life will continue to be like science fiction.